like I said, the Akomu themselves they were not indigenous to where they stayed. They were also the Kamana people who moved all the way from the, among the uh, Trefo people, from where they are and moved all the way to uh, the hills to come and settle there. The Akomus came to meet the hills. And, uh, the, sorry, the Guans on the hills, the Hilly Guans. And then they also defeated them. Under their, uh, under their power, the Hilly Guans sent message to um, the Acham people. So the Acham gathered together and they, they came to help the Hilly Guans to fight against the Akwamu. Okay, leading to the Abutechi Accord, which gave 1733 thereabouts, which gave power to uh, uh, the Achem people who came to settle there to create a state called the Equiapim State. And then Akomu was moved and pushed from their place to the confines of the Red Water River, where they are now settled. So some of them, after settling there with their power, some of them also left some of their group. And those, some of them that left were the people who went to found a town called uh, uh, in the Ashanti region, around the Suntreso area in Ashanti. So they were there before the Kokofu natives came to set it still near the place called Kumase, or then called Kwaman. So when they came, because of these people were in the olden days, there was about uh, state expansionism. So the Ashanti, the the Kokofu were trying to expand, and what led, what happened was that they fought the Doma people, and the chief at that time was Chemesikafu. Uh, in that war, the Ashantis were defeated. It was one-on-one -on -one combat between Chemesikafu and then Obiri Yagua, who was the chief of Kwaman. He was wounded, and when he was on his way, he died at Abesim, and then. Um, the, uh, that established the power of this Doma group at the, at the Sontreso, where they have their capital around Kwadasu uh, area. So what happened was that when Obri Yabua was buried and then it was succeeded by Osei Tutu, Osei Tutu then declared war on the Doma people for killing his uncle, Obri Yabua. And this time around, they were defeated. So when they were defeated, they had to leave the place. So they moved all the way from Santresu. Santresu means where the elephant was killed. And then a lot of people went to stay, elephant settlement area. So they moved all the way to where they found themselves in BA today. So historically, the original settlement of the Doma people was in Santresu in Kumasi today. So that is the link between the Akwamus and then the Doma people. Just a quick question on Akwamu. We are told that they were very good warriors or warlike people. And it's even speculated that um, Konfanochi was an Akwamu. Is that correct? No, Konfanochi was from Awukugwa. Okay. Awukugwa, which is, a, which is an uh, Guan settlement, as you know. So that is where Konfanochi came from before. He traveled to so many places even went to uh, Dentra. It was there that he established his bond with uh, Osei Tutu before even moving to Ashanti Kingdom that was established. So that is what, the Akwamus were warriors. They were into war and they expanded their territory a lot. And they were into serious slave trading too. So one of their warriors called Asemeni, 
even came to Accra when he defeated Accra and then came to the coast and then he was able to drive away the Danes who were running the Christabon castle and he took the keys and he ran the place for some time. That is how Asemeni came to rule Accra for some time. So historically, if you read the work of um, uh, Reiki, he talks about that interaction of the Akwamu power on the coast at the time. So they expanded a, a lot until their cruelty led to um, Accra as well as the Kwapin people coming together to fight against them and then defeating them. Let's move away from all of that. There are a couple of things we have to talk about. We haven't said anything about um, linguistic features, alphabets and vowels in Ghanaian language and how it affects this. So sometimes when someone is saying certain words, you see that his pronunciation, he fumbles on it per someone who speaks the Queen's language or who is a wordsmith who wants to hear good grammar. So somebody is saying Accra, then you say Akla. Then someone will be laughing at the person. These things, I, I think, it's not the fault of people who speak this way. Why am I saying this? It is the kind of vowels that those people use, the community, especially among the Akans. In Akan alphabet, as we, we know, we don't have O vowel, sorry, we don't have L vowel, we don't have Q vowel, and we don't have um, V vowel. So there's no L, Q, and L in it. If you look at the Ashanti one, the Ashantis don't even, the Ashanti tree, and those other trees apart from Infante, they also don't have Z in their vowels. So flowing from that, when a Fanti or an Ashanti in the past is confronted with a word that comes with L, it becomes very challenging because all what he know is about the R. He doesn't have the L. So he has to improvise. And in their improvis improvisation, what they do is, for example, um, the L is equated with D. So when they are talking about latte, he says date. When he's talking about lente, he says dente. He's talking about lamte, he says damte. So anything that goes with the L, they make use of D. So when he's forcing himself or herself to pronounce the L, then the problem of R and the L comes in. So you will say, Akra. Then you will laugh at the person because he doesn't have those things in their alphabet. So, for example, when the Fanti also speaks, you see the difference. When the two people say, Adie, Fanti say, Aze, because there's a Z there. The Ashanti will say Ediani, or the two people will say Ediani. The Fanti will say Eziban, Z there. So that is the linguistic differences as to the use of certain alphabets in their language, which shows the way they speak. For instance, Fantis, when they are pronouncing an English name like Alice, he will say Addis. So a, a, a place like Addis Adel, which was originally a land that was settled by Mr. Hatton Mills, and you build a house called Beldeville for the wife. When the Adisada people moved from tip, uh, Top Yard at Cape Coast uh, near the castle, and they were moving to the Jokwa Road, which is where we find the Adisada College today, when the school was moved there, they went to find the Beldeville house there. 
and the wife of the woman staying there called Alice Adele. But because the Fantis there cannot say Alice and they don't have her, they say Addis Adele, and the name became Addis Adele. You see, so these are some of the things that uh, linguistic uh, differences can, among the Accra people, for instance, they also don't have H sometimes in their language. So when they are saying Herman, a name, you say Herman. If you're saying house, you say house. If you're saying hundred, you say hundred. And you see it in their language. <laughs> yes, you don't know he's hungry or angry. So that is the way they all speak. And our brothers from the north, the Gruni speaking people, for instance, okay, when they also don't have uh, that uh, syntax of K Y E or C H, so they have the key. So when he's saying Abuchi, he say Abuki, Aponki, and so on. It's because they don't have all those things. So when people speak like that, it is not because they don't know how to speak your language, because there is a missing link in the alphabet which you have and they don't have. And we should appreciate each other for the way we speak. Let's, we have uh, two more things to do. Let's talk about food and how to differentiate between food which is originally indigenous and food that was introduced by some other person. How can we know? You are saying there's some history there. Yeah, so colonization did not only lead to um, relearning European things or doing things the European way. Whenever there is a contact between two groups of people, it is embedded with power relations and certain things move from one person to the other. So one of the things that also move from the Europeans to the African is their, some of their language as well as some of their food ways. So some of their food ways, for example, Whenever you hear any Akan foodstuff or food item with the name bro in it, it means it is the food that is not indigenous to us. So the bro means the horizon in Fanti. So when we say abrochi, it means he who comes from the horizon. And you know the shape comes from the horizon. So it means he is going to the back of horizon. So food like brody, it means the food that comes from horizon, which is the brody plantain. So it comes from the horizon. We have a bro, which is corn or maize. It comes from the Portuguese word zaburo. And the Fantis call it a bro, a bro, and it has become. A bro is not indigenous to us. What is indigenous to us is millet, which the Asantis or the trees call a yo or a yo. And then the Fantis call it atoko. So if you look at Ashanti history, there was a warrior called Jedu uh, Kumeni. Whenever he's going to war and he passed through your farm, he will eat all the, conquer all the, the Uyo there, the millet. So he was given the appellation, Jedu Kumeni Bisegu Uyo. Bisegu Uyo means ask before you plant your millet. Because when Jedu is passing by, he and his warriors will conquer it. That shows you that the Uyo is even there. And it is not a white man that brought it. That is an example I can use to show. So the millet is indigenous to us. If you go to the north, Atoko is there since time immemorial. But maize is not with us. And so we have also the, the tania, the mankani, and some of the potatoes and what have you. So anytime you see our food waste, food with bro, bro, de, bro, fre, which is papo, and so on. These are food that were brought from... Uh, Brobe, yes, including brobe. So anytime, as I said, you come across any food item with bro starting, 
then you know it is not indigenous to us. Including cassava. Cassava too is not indigenous to us. It was the Portuguese that brought cassava to the Gold Coast. Fantastic. Let's end with loan words. Loan words. Words in our local language that we borrowed from abroad. Give us some examples. So, in the same contact theory, the Africans also learn some of the language from the Europeans and then they indigenize it. So, for example, fancy word krata, okay, for a paper. It comes from the Portuguese word kata. Kata, which in English is charter. Let's sign charter or let's sign the kata. So it becomes krata. Then you, you see book from. Magna yeah, Magna Carta. So that's what the fancy say. Krata. Then you have the um, words like Oyuwa. Here you are. Okay, here you are. In fancy Oyuwa. You have words like Manyesabi um, Sabi. It means the guy is savvy. From the English word savvy. The guy is savvy. He thinks he knows. Sabi Sabi. So that, these are some of the words. You have a fancy name for a tumbler. Tumbler. Fancy call it Tumel. Tumel for a tumbler. You have a um, word for, let's say, bridge. They will say bridge. So a word for um, affidavit. They say affidavit. Affidavit. And so on. What about light? So for the Portuguese word for light is candoya. And when the fancies call it kanzia, from the, from the Portuguese word candoya, word like plate also come to fancy as pretty. Okay, and so on. You have lantern, which is from lantern, and so on. So there are a lot of borrowing words that came from, even in Accra, when they talk about krekum, from kalkun, which is from a Dutch word. So there are a lot of words from Dutch, from Portuguese, and then from English that have become arcanized or infanticized today.